Welcome back, folks, to part five of our copyrighted mini-series with special guest Elsa Dillon. This show is titled Creating Health, Ease, and Grace in Your Space. Sounds like a rap song. To empower your ascension. Now, most of you have learned by now from our shows that the top priority of focus for human beings on Earth right now is to raise our frequencies and the health of our bodies so that the global ascension opportunity in this lifetime will be successful. No one else can do this for us, unfortunately. It is our responsibility and our choice. So Elsa, her husband, and her eight children have all learned as they went along what actualizes maximum health and how to keep their frequencies high and their bodies clean in this challenging time when we're surrounded by pollution. They have all been successful in doing this and therefore allowed their creator given abilities to activate and maintain, which is what we all need. So I felt this was a wonderful opportunity for Elsa to share the depth and breadth of her experiences that covers literally every aspect of our lifestyles and how to accelerate rather than hinder our health and ascension process. Why is this important? Well, for me, the most important aspect of this is because this is how we are able to establish our connection and communion with our higher selves or our oversouls, whatever you prefer to call it. Perhaps a good analogy would be like, everyone's had kitchen sinks that clog up pipes. And you can think of your body as being the pipe of a kitchen sink and it clogs up down below. So what you have, it doesn't matter how much pure water you put through, when the clog is there, it's going to backlog and clog up literally your eventually your house. So this is a metaphor for us having to free the debris, the toxins, and all of that out of our body to become cleaner vehicles for a very practical reason, which means when we're cleaner, the frequencies run through us easier and more exciting, the sense of connection, answering who you are and why you're here will be strengthened and become clearer to you because the channels to your higher self and oversoul are able to get through and there's not as much blockage and, and uh, static, so to speak. So I do need to state a caveat that's very important because Elsa will be providing her personal information and many how-tos. And we uh, are not allowed to do give out medical information. So I'm making very clear here that what is being shared is in no way medical information. You must always consult your doctor, okay? And um, it is just Elsa providing her maternal care and wisdom as educational information only that has been successful for her entire 10 member family, enabling them to flourish and heal fast. So as a creator being with free will, it's your choice only as to how you wish to apply any or all of the things that she is sharing today with her wisdom. 
And I feel most fortunate to have this opportunity with Elsa, with her very busy life, as all of you are, as a professional photographer, wife, mother of eight, full ability children, an upkeep of house and ranch duties, including care of numerous chickens, dogs, and horses. So if she can do it, we ought to be able to make at least one change. Elsa has a term that I asked her about that I really loved called clean skins, which refers to the concept of the importance of having clean bodies. And I would like to end the introduction with someone who backs Elsa up, who is known as the Buddha. <laughs> and a Buddha's quote is, quote, your body is precious. It is your vehicle for awakening slash ascension. Treat it with care and treat it with love. End quote. So Elsa, you're in good company. <laughs> <laughs> the foodie's got my back. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's so beautiful. Okay. Uh, so a lot of people look at us and will say the word, you're lucky. And I had it said to me over the weekend. And sometimes it niggles me, the word luck. Now, I, I feel that I am lucky. I feel I'm very fortunate because I'm me and I feel others are fortunate because they're them. But we all come here in our way. You can never judge another's experience and no one can judge yours. So when someone says I'm lucky, I was not gifted anything. We were all gifted something. What passed cross your path is not here by random. So by you watching cosmic brilliance is not random. So you're here to, to collect information for your path. So back when I first met Richard, we had, uh, we had very big life insurance and we said, well, well, why don't we just get rid of life insurance? and get healthy. So that's, that was one of the triggers for us when we met Richard. So we started cleaning our act up literally. And so then that's how we started. Uh, we started with, uh, we didn't study it because we were already working professionals, but we, we enjoyed it. And uh, I think this is a really good point that uh, Merrily brought up. It wasn't work. We just did it on the side because we found interest in it. And if you find interest in something and it brings you joy, that is really your path. That really is a, a tr true connection to the path. When we were cleaning up our act, I didn't even know what the word awakened or spirituality really meant. It wasn't even uh, part of our agenda or uh, it wasn't even part of our words that we would use. We just did it. We were just doing astrology. We were doing feng shui and numerology and uh, breath work and sun gazing because we enjoyed it. That's why we were doing it. We weren't doing it to have any connections with beings or anything. That that happened later. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we're just doing these things to bring harmony to not only our bodies and our day-to-day, -day, working in quite a competition-type-based uh, business that we are in the fashion industry and so we found that if we had harmony at home and harmony in the balance of the home and our health then it made work easier 
it made it fun and we did a lot of uh, animals speak as well now all these things are healing properties because what you're doing is you're becoming like a shaman you are reading the signs you're becoming more sensitive and people class sensitive and sensitive used to get a bad name bad rap you're too sensitive well i'm glad i'm sensitive because if i'm sensitive i'm following my true way and sensitive means you're picking up on your senses if you're resonating with these words that i've been too sensitive all my life maybe you have just been on the path all the way it's just you've been trying to fit this sensitive way into the 3d realm and it doesn't work because this is a square and it's got corners and you get stuck in the corners <laughs> and yeah. spiritual uh, sensitive it's spinning all the time and growing it doesn't fit in the box at first I was very excited by learning about the studies of feng shui and Richard would say can you stop doing it because I don't know what's affecting what anymore and I feel like I'm going a little crazy and what we found interesting with feng shui is that with it would either present within two hours or 12 hours or 24 hours. It was really quite fast. And because I was shifting more than one or two or three things, Richard says, so which one was it that made it happen? And I said, oh, I don't know. And he goes, well, just do one at a time. This is so, very, very male, female conversation. <laughs> yeah so I well I'm bringing it up because it's nice to hear the realness of it you know mm -hmm. it's all magical but we one of the things that we believe is practice and practice is the day-to-day -day, and practice is hearing the day-to-day -day of it so how do you make all this fit into your day-to-day -day lifestyle a lot of the things we would furniture or anything we had with feng shui also we actually had to re-adapt when we had children so this will be interesting for the children. We had to shift the house when children came in because one, because of their energy changes the house or a new dog or cat or bird or family member staying with you, that changes the energy of the house. So we would adapt the feng shui to what was in the house or what was happening in the neighbourhood around us. And that was really interesting as well is because you have to take everything in that's around you. You can't just say it's just about me. You have to look in your environment with feng shui. So it's not just your home. It's not just your office. It's not just the bed. It's the trees outside. It's the power lines. It's the edges of roofs, the angles coming at you. So it's, it's it depends on how deep you want to go with it. Uh, and, you know, I still study it to date and and find new things in it because it it's just it's a practice of thousands and thousands of years so and some some things you'll read in it and they won't resonate with you and that's okay because it's not meant to resonate with you so just bypass that one and go to the next one that resonates so we've got feng shui happening now we start kinesiology now kinesiology is about cleaning up your act in a uh, frequency way and it what we find with kinesiology is it if you go to a practitioner and they test your body and your body doesn't lie 
Now, it's not that you're lying. It's just that you you have the programs and the brain holding those memories that what they think it was. Yeah. And so we would they would test with the arm. And they would test you. First, they would test to see if you were sound. Now, this is interesting. So if you are hydrated, if your chakras are in line, is your hip in place? Is your jaw in line? Now, these things can be affected from nothing that you have done. They can be affected from birth canal when you were birthed, <laughs> which happened to one of our sons. His hip was out. Uh, jaw alignment is a huge one that's out from birth. So um, these things in kinesiology that come up, they can be the most randomest things that you think had no effect on your life whatsoever and they were triggers and they go into the subconscious and trigger and it becomes like a turning point so what kinesiology does does is it sort of peels the onions back and goes to all those turning points and it's quite specific it's it's an amazing practice just to go and experience because it's so fine-tuned that it can go to a specific date it can go back to pre-birth and Mm-hmm. It's amazing that this practitioner can tap into your body like that, like a computer. They're pulling data out for you. So we use kinesiology a lot. Can, can, um, let me interject a little bit just to define for some people if they're new to the show. Feng Shui is an ancient, I think at least Chinese, Asian form of balancing the environment around you for maximum ease, happiness, joy, wealth. And as Elsa has been pointing out, to just be playful with it, whatever you're attracted to. Applied kinesiology, a lot of chiropractors and osteo, more chiropractors have used. It's um, because the body doesn't lie and the body often runs also subconsciously. Uh, We're only, your average person's only wear a very small percentage consciously. And so it can bypass your own attitudes, rationalizations, judgments, our lack of overview, and it, it tests the muscle strength. So essentially oversimplistically, they have a list of questions to ask you, all kinds of things. And they go from there and they test how strong your arm is, usually your arm. They can test how strong it is as a basic test when you resist and how much when you don't. What happens is when you've said a lie or when they ask you a question and you go, yes, uh, I mean, and it can be really interesting. Uh, like you could be shocked at the answer. You'll go weak if it's a lie. And you'll go strong if it's the truth. So that's really simplistic, but that's what she's describing when she says kinesiology. So go ahead, love. So with kinesiology, we use kinesiology as a tool to go, okay, what happened when that point of time was? What were we doing then? So we use that to address everything that was going on in our life. And again, coming back to those words, clean skin, we were cleaning up our skins, our avatars. We're cleaning them up. We're cleaning up. We didn't know what we were cleaning them up for, which is very entertaining. Very entertaining, I have to say now. But uh, why we were doing it, we just had an inner drive. Now, that inner drive is your compass. It's your fifth element. It's the way. It's uh, your sensitivity. 
it's your gut feeling. We believe it's the true heart, the spleen. And it's where all your decision-making is, the yin and the yang. It comes from there. So if you feel an interest and you feel joy, follow that. That's that's where you want to go, that way. So if you're practicing something or you hear something like kinesiology or astrology or anything and it doesn't resonate with you, it's because it's not necessary on your path. But the person sitting next to you, it might be the most important thing for them. And that's what makes us all interesting. So bringing it into a husband and wife relationship. <laughs> Richard would say to me, I know that that vase is really good feng shui for you, but I hate it. I go, but it, but it's balancing the house. And he goes, it's making me mad. I go, oh, okay. So I had, it took me a good year to get around this one because I kept forcing it. And then I realized these arguments with Richard are not necessary. All I have to do is stop putting that thing there. And it, it worked. So I, 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 that's how I learned that even though it's feng shui practice, if it doesn't resonate with all the family members in the home, what's the point? Like the whole point is not to have arguments. So now what's really interesting with feng shui, and I love this uh, example. So this lady is working in her office in a, a, a tall building. And she's working in her office and just hated her job. She didn't like the people. And she came along feng shui on her path. So she decided to apply it to her office. And as she applied it, uh, she also bring in a feng shui specialist to help her assist her office. So they shuffled her office around, they moved things in, they brought plants in, they just did all these little things that made her office in more balance of where the office was everything went right within two days everything changed she got promoted she had to leave her office but she didn't want to leave her office now because she liked her office so that feeling happens all the time for us because we will just get everything so good and then it will lift to the next level. And we're like, even the kids are like, but I don't want to go. I don't want to do that. I don't want to leave that. I don't want that. And, but that's part of now the word that I know is ascension or um, high vibrating. You, it's, you've, you've completed what you had to do there. Now, now you go to your new job. And I, I always love that story. So uh, it's a beautiful story. And one of the yeah. things that I've learned, I don't know if you would agree with this or not, is the houses that we built are square, often have trapped energy in the corners versus mm -hmm. domed or circles or things like that. So the feng shui and the items and the crystals and the mirrors and stuff all help with that. Have you found that to be true? That was probably the biggest one I noticed in when I first found feng shui because I would watch what the pets would do and the cats how they would move around energy in the house and if there was a we call them a stalemate or a stale spot in the house it felt stale so you would do things to increase it and then the cat would go and sleep there and, you, and that was like our confirmation the cat likes it <laughs> the cat knows they know 
but not only cats you know then you'll see butterflies kind of land on the window there or just little things and that's where it comes back to us being shamans and taking notice of the shifts of the changes so if you applied the feng shui to your home look out for the the changes and the shifts and be open to the small because the more you acknowledge the small the more the big comes like the promotion in the job so she paid attention to all the small things in her office where she the desk height where the door was where her back was to the wall how she where the telephone was where um, the plant was in the room all the small attention to detail brought her you know a pay rise and a new office and a new career (laughs) because the energy is running smoothly there's so many ways we could uh look at this because it's like uh, you redesign your your hologram that you're living in constantly and the energy shifts and when the energy shifts you shift things shift around you right so it can it it can be so much like that Uh, i feel that way about pictures or paintings i want them all um whatever i have to inspire me or cheer me People say to us, why don't you have pictures up in your home? But pictures are, are beautiful. We love pictures. But pictures keep you in a, a hold of the moment. So if yes. you're displaying them in certain parts of your home, make sure they're in the right spot. Make sure the energy of that era, that that time, the picture was to, like, again, there's many layers to everything that you do. So uh, you can treat feng shui as a light uh, practice in your home or you can get into the real deep stuff of it and it it's 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 very and ent- I found it really and ent- I still find it really really entertaining and uh, I do like I like practicing it and so do the kids in the family they yeah. know at dinner time where to sit around the table so everything they do when we're in our home environment and when we go out we place our bodies in the best feng shui spot so is that luck I don't think that is luck. I think that is self-knowledge. That's what that is. Being sensitive to the self-knowledge that we know and enhancing ourselves to the best that we can while we're here walking around on guide. Let's get into the concept of what uh, I refer to and I think a few others refer to is tuning. Are you here tuning into? So we've already learned in these shows that that we have unique frequency or energy signatures and that nature and all animals and everything can detect those unique signatures which are also sounds or chords well i think i need to do and many of us need to do you said to be more sensitive but i want to get more specific and training in this we can learn to be more conscious about detecting or decoding these frequencies for support for better health and relationships. So knowing that that's true and not woo-woo, can you explain what's involved to begin to notice and sense frequencies? Like how, I know people are doing it all the time subconsciously, but we're learning to bring this into consciousness more. So how does one learn to tap into these frequencies consciously and interpret 
the codes or information within each frequency. Reflecting on myself back then in 97 to now, I would just do things that would make me smile. That made me smile. That made me smile. That doesn't make me smile. So I'm going to move away from that. That's my best indicator. And I have heard a lot of um, gurus and channelers speak of this. uh, Bajan, I think, is he's a huge one. Go for your highest joy. So does that make you feel good? No. Does that person make you feel good? No. Just move away. Just move away for a bit so you can assess it. So give yourself space, space to process it or we like to say spin so process to spin and let it orbit in you so that when you go back to that person you go oh no that was just my frequency at the time I was a bit out of alignment or you go back to that person you go there's that feeling again Uh uh-uh the boundary comes in place but we would never we we never we never cut bridges we never Everyone, everyone has opportunities to change, as we all have. Uh, so sometimes it's just not in alignment. And but like I said with Richard, I would force the feng shui. So I, now I'm force, forcing something that's supposed to feel good. I'm forcing onto somebody else. It didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. So the alignment's not there for that, that right there, what I was doing that moment. So you change it. You don't keep forcing it, mm-hmm. which is what us humans tend to do because we've got to make this work. You hear people say that and it, you don't got to make anything work. What you have, what we are here to do is feel good and be sensitive and find our way. And our way is not going to suit everybody else's way. So when you find that smiley spot inside, that part that makes you feel like an inner child, and it can be anything. It could be eating strawberry gelato. It, it doesn't matter. There is no rules to this. But you have, for whatever you're doing right then, find what makes you feel good. If feel good just means going and sitting in the sun for a bit, go do it. S- stop having all these rules of 3D and just keep going with those feelings of feel good. Uh, I need a hot shower. I want my feet to feel hot. I need to wash dishes so I've got hotness on my hands. I just need to go pat the dog. Uh, I, some people like to go work. That makes them feel good. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, so finding it, but going back to before I knew all these spiritual terms, that's how I found it, is by doing things that I loved. I love the smell of horses. I love the smell of when a horse breathes out and then you breathe with the horse. That to me is just, I love, I love the sound when they walk on the ground. It sounds so simple, all this stuff, but I want to be around that. When I smell the horse and when I hear their feet, I feel exhilarated inside. Mm. When I kiss my kids on top of their head, the feeling and the dog, when I kiss the dog and the cat on top of their head, the feeling I get makes me feel good. So I do that. When I touch somebody's hand to shake their hand, most times I will place my other hand on top as to say, thank you 
because I can feel your hand. I can, I'm feeling your pulse. That makes me feel good when I meet somebody. Mm -hmm. uh, is there any rules to this? No, there's of course not. Uh, when I look at people, I need to see their pupils when I'm in public, when I'm walking down the street. And now when I go out, this is tricky now in the last 10 years because most people will be looking, you know, at what when they're walking. <laughs> and it's it's hard for me when I go out because I miss looking into their I really honestly in my heart miss looking into their eyes because I felt like I got something from that. So when I'm in the store or when I do go out or out and about, I... I I do my best to attempt to get a few eye contacts. And even on walks in, you know, in town on the coastlines, I'll say to the kids, how many eye contacts did you make on the walk? And they said, well, we only made three of the hundred people we passed and one smiled. I said, well, that was a good walk. But it's interesting how it's shifted in 10 years. If it can shift one way, it can shift the other. So it's like you had to get to our worst spot in humanity to then slingshot back. It's like you hear that saying, rock bottom. Yes. Yeah. And we've come to that in our health, in how we treat our children, in the schooling system, in governments. Everything's come to rock bottom. So now we've, what happens when you hit the bottom? You bounce back up and that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. And you can't, you can't stop the bounce. <laughs> that's going to be the new song title. <laughs> it's not <laughs> bounce. So uh, minerals. Okay. Minerals are good. Uh, as I started falling pregnant, uh, I could start my smell intensified so I could smell certain things. I can smell glue in capsules and tablets. And so I got quite, even to, to this day, I'm very, uh, if we can just go back to the pure uh, essence or the, the purest form that we can purchase a mineral, I feel that this is important because there's so many additives that can be added even when we buy animal food or anything, we, we would rather buy grain than pellets. Anything where it's manufactured is interfered with. And we learned this from, I would shoot a lot of, uh, before all the re reality shows, I would shoot a lot of, uh, for Vogue food, all the chefs around the world. And I would always ask the chefs, what's the most important thing to them? The most important thing to them is how many times the food has been touched before it hits your tongue. Because the more times the food has been interfered with, the less energy it has. So it loses energy by the time it gets to your tongue. So they would send out their kitchen staff to the markets at 2 a.m. that morning to go to their contacts at the markets to get the freshest from the purest of farmers mm. these are the these are the great chefs as as you go down the scale of restaurants obviously their budget and staff would 
change, but that's what the, the, the best chefs we found knew that the food had to have the least amount of cuts and touches and processes. So everything has frequency. So nothing has a good or bad to it. It's just a frequency. So we applied that to the food. We implied that to the minerals. We implied that to the feng shui. Uh, so now we're applying this to more things now. Now we're applying it then to astrology. There's no good or bad astrology. It's just what the stars have forecast in the orbits. Now you can live your life fully with astrology or you can take the information of astrology and use it as a tool. And that's what we would do. Uh, a lot of people would say, oh, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that. And, I, and you go, you are that. But you also have a choice being here on earth. As a, as a water vessel, as a water container, your gut feeling, your spleen, your yin, your yang has a choice. So we would take the information that we would get from astrology and use it as a map. And we would learn how to maneuver our way through the map. This assisted us understanding how the mass consciousness moves. Mm -hmm. So going to work, we would know that people could be feeling a little rattled today. So we'd be more understanding and more compassionate. Uh, going to... Uh, pick the kids up from a friend's house uh, just little things we would know that this day might present this so just be aware of that or this was a good day to promote yourself so then we started uh, working around the energy of the moon cycles as well now the moon cycles affects all of us uh, women in particular the menstrual cycle so we would use the moon cycle as well. So now we're incorporating the moon cycle. So see how all these things have got um, uh, as all these different interests, not work or studies, but interests are just marrying nicely into each other like a, like a big mixing pot. It's then like curiosities, curiosities. Yeah. Things yeah. are curious like about, it, like, ooh, let me check this, you know? Yeah. And it, and it all overlaps and it all assists each other. Again, we still have no idea what awakened means. <laughs> We're just doing this because we like it. Then we had animal speak. So, yes. Which, which Richard loved when he met me because he would say, Who are you talking to? I said, I'm talking to the pigeon outside. This is when he really, really first met, like in the first few dates. And he was like, what do you mean you're talking to a pigeon? I said, oh, the pigeon's saying that he's waiting for the other pigeon to come over. On And oh, there he is. He's okay now. He was lost. He couldn't find his friend, the pigeon, but now they're all okay. And he goes, you just got that from that pigeon? And I've said, yeah, look at look how happy they are now. And he'd be like, what is she it was just like oh this is she's different yes but he hunted um, he hunted you down though too yeah he, that's my well, that's he, my words you know so yeah yeah you and so I said to him he would say wow you what what are you doing and I said look I 
you might think I'm crazy, but you're hanging out with me by choice. So what does that make you? <laughs> anyway, so I I'm was sure he was entertained by you. Yeah. <laughs> I was on a job overseas and he was looking after my dog who he had now bonded with. And uh, he had to go and do a job in the Blue Mountains in Sydney and he took Max with him. And Max, this little white dog, rounded up sheep and became like a farm dog on his uh, job for the day, which was very entertaining for Richard. He was almost proud of him and he rang me and he said, you know, this little dog, he was so proud. He told me all the way on the way home that how proud he was that he rounded up sheep like a proper dog. And I went, so hang on a second. Did you say he told you? <laughs> so I'm overseas at different times. Yeah, I'm in Miami or something. And he said, I said, did you say he told you? And he goes, yeah. And I went, ah, oh. so he's talking to, he's been talking to me all along. So it was, it was funny because by Richard seeing me practice, me speak with animals, it just naturally unfolded for him. And he, because it was well, an not interesting. Well, not that he's competitive or anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. It is. It's so good, though. It is nice. <laughs> it's love. It's it's nice because it just rubs off. Yes. And a lot of the time, as humans, we want to help people. We want to change them all the time. You want to hear that you hear them. It just doesn't work. The best thing that you can do is just be the best version of you the best version of you, no matter how sad someone is, still be the best version of you because you don't know which part of that buzziness of you will excite something in them. And that's what happens. Our atoms in our body are holding the water energy, the intelligence, and our if you're buzzing and your water container your vessel your avatar your temple whatever you want to call the body is is like say it's like bubbling water imagine how you say the kettle bubble and this container over here isn't feeling so good is feeling jealousy is feeling uh unhappy with their life not they're, they're having a flat day they're tired their atoms instantly somewhere in them whether it's only one or two will connect with the water because they will feel it that's what happens when we cross paths with each other they'll feel it and it might not present when you you're there with them but it will trigger in them somewhere because the water remembers itself <laughs> which we and get to the remembering power of water of, for health too. yeah the remembering of the water is uh is it's very it's very very healing the remembering the water so you hear of people talking to the water before they drink it and blessing the water before you drink it just you coming and standing next to someone at the store is the same practice because they're carrying water now what's interesting about this is it's not just in them it's in the trees it's in the animals it's in the plants it's in your air conditioner it's in your car. So be nice to your 
appliances that have water going around them because they they feel it too. And you go, how can a washing machine have feelings? How can a car have feelings? And I honestly, I do not know the answer to that. But my daughter has said that when she's in a bad mood, her car's in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. If you talk to pilots, they call their... They all have a name. They go, come on, honey, you can do it. She can do it. If you talk to, to captains and boats, you know, you can, if you talk to guys who love their cars, right? And there's been incidences. I watched my mom be out of gas in her car and she would always be talking to the car and the car went another 50 miles. So many people in this experimental game here Almost everyone experiences loneliness, aloneness, abandonment, rejected, blah, 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 blah. So what you're saying is your true self is that you are actually connected with everything, pretending you're not because we've been, uh, we've got too much debris. We got too many programs. We got too much stuff. We haven't cleaned out to regain the joy of that level of connection. Except some people do like, on the average you say, where where do you feel the most comfortable? Everyone goes to the beach. You know, uh-huh. on a beach, looking at a sunset, looking at a sunrise, you know, that's like 90% of people. Sometimes mountains. Silic- so. Sand, silicon. So yes. then this brings me to, thank you for this, the You're lead welcome. in. Okay, so where do I live? What stones are under the land? What water veins are under the land? Now, I did not know this back in 97, but there are water rivers underneath us that affect how we live. So if some, if you have one running under your bedroom, it can really affect how you've been sleeping or your health. Now, I didn't know this. So we actually got someone out to, um, he came out with the, the dousing rods mm-hmm. and he checked all the lines of water and he placed a few crystals around the home for us because we didn't understand any of that at that stage. And that was that was really good. Uh, he did say there was one water vein under one house and it was affecting our health. So that we, we, we shifted it with him. Uh, so we're not actually shifting the water. We're just assisting where we are on top of the land so that we can handle it better. And then you watch what happens in the next few days, few days, and then you do notice you're better. Something happens or something good happens, something more positive happens for you. So we would check the crystals. Now, we were warned from where we were living in Sydney to when we shifted up here onto the east coast of Australia, the most eastern point of Byron Bay in the country. They said there's a lot of obsidian up here a lot of obsidian and he said be prepared for marital situations and we were like what what do you mean and he he said to us the obsidian brings up shadow and what happens when you bring up shadow in the masculine and the feminine is generally rather than work through it it ends in separation and since we've come up to this region we have noticed that a lot and we notice it with compassion. Mm-hmm. And we've asked a lot of the people that have separated 
uh, was it necessary to separate? And they said no. And we 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 asked them the new partners that they had uh, are very similar to the previous partners that they had similar traits. And we and we said to them, do they notice that? And they said yeah. And they said was this was all the turbulence and the separation necessary? And they said no. We wished we'd worked through it. And it was nice to hear that because that's mm-hmm. uh, not in not in a judgment way, but more in they will write about the crystals. Yes. So yeah. what we're saying is that you might have shifted to a new area that has rocks and or or water or river under there. That's affecting something in your relationship with your family members or your work. So again, we're taking the heat off being a human and just going, please look around, look around what's going on. Look at everything around you rather than taking it all on board that there's something wrong with me. Because let me tell you, there is nothing wrong with the divine perfect body that you are. It's just you're not noticing the signs. And they're trying to show you and they will cause disease and discomfort until you start seeing the signs because that is that big word, the awakening, <laughs> which we still didn't know about. <laughs> Beautiful, the awakening and also holism, holistic health, right? Yes. Is nature. Yeah. It's not going to be done through tech. It's it's the no. the connection to nature because... Folks, if you haven't discovered it already, your own spirit in your body is the ultimate technology in the true sense of the word. And I, I feel that, um, I mean, I've watched people be going like this and smack into lampposts. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> yeah, we've got a few of those. <laughs> just like, you know, it's very interesting, the pulls, and I understand that I love playing, I mean, good time, the pulls outward, but they're outward into tech and into the guise of intimacy, right? Through a tech device, which is not empowering as you connecting to all. And everything so w- nature. Go ahead, love. So with what you've just said, it's a really good point is that it's feeding you. Now, for the last few decades, we've been fed. We've been fed by how we are by our groceries and prepare our food. And we've been fed by information and they continue feeding you. And this addiction that you have to the phone, which we all have here and there, it is addiction to the feed. And they call it feed. You hear them as this term all the time. They're feeding. We're putting into our feed. Now, to detox off the feed, it you get rattled. And we notice this a lot, especially sometimes if the kids have been on too long, they get rattled. And it takes them a while to come back into their body. We allow them, the, we call it the half hour, hour phase where we go, oh, there you go, coming back in. And they literally are coming back into their body. They need to, they need to pee. They need to drink water, and they're hungry, or they're tired. All the so they're coming back into their senses, their sensitivity. 
which comes back to the holistic, so the natural again. So once you've detached from the feed, technology feed, and you come back into your senses, I'm going to give you a really great example that happened in Byron. We were in Byron Bay and uh, we were in like one of the, the busy streets and I was waiting for Richard. He was doing all the shopping and I was waiting with the rest of the kids. So there's eight kids. So two go with Richard, six stay with me. <laughs> so you're getting the picture. So sitting out the front of the store and there was a, a huge tree and I start looking up in the tree and noticing all these birds up in the tree and they were just having the best time talking and chatting. And there was a few species. There was crows, lorikeets and uh, galahs and they were just all, it felt like they were having a party up there. So our kids are up looking at all these trees and talking to them, to the birds. Yeah. And then one one bird would come down on a lower branch and look at us and sort of carol us and then fly back up, which, you know, excited us even more. Now we talk about how one container atom energizes the other. So we've got people walking past us looking down on their phones. They see us as a family, these six people. What What are these people doing? What's wrong? because we're looking up at a tree so they start looking up at the tree and stopping so now we've stopped their 3d agenda wherever they were going they're very busy lives and now they're looking up at the galahs in the tree not only did they stop cars driving past us on both sides of the road stopped People on the other side of the road started to stop. People in their shops came out and had a look. So now we've got a community happening. Yes. Enjoying the birds in the tree. Now, did they hear what the same things we were hearing from the birds? No, but they started laughing. We were watching other people. We noticed little mum, mums with their little kids pointing to their children up in the tree. Mm-hmm. This is part of the, the, the igniting the others. So yes. by us being our true selves, we've just shifted this whole block of people or water containers in, a, in an area. And what did, we didn't say one thing to them. We were just talking to the birds. Richard comes out and goes, oh, now what? Because he's seen cars, <laughs> he's seen cars slow down. He's probably had to tell the girls that, no, they can't have all those lollies. <laughs> and he walks out and he's like, what is going, what have they done now? <laughs> and he comes out and he goes, you're talking to the birds, aren't you? And I went, yeah. And he, look, he looked up at them and he goes, oh, they're great. And then we went on and that was it. And, you, and then everyone went on about their day. But what? And I, I guess this is a really simple story, but it brings me joy telling the story because we ignited others to stop what they were doing and appreciate nature. And it's a really simple way of saying, how do we get into this awakened state? And that's one of the ways. It's not this, you don't have to go and buy everything. Just this, just simplicity like this. Yes. Well, it's realizing, realizing 
and truly seeing. And everyone, I'm convinced everyone wants awe and wonder in their life. Those are two things that I always include in my mantra. And so you're, you know, if you're going like, <laughs> you know, people don't know if you're talking about a spaceship, whatever, they're like, you know, what you looking at, right? The curiosity. Yeah. We were entertaining ourselves with the kids and the kids were saying, the kids were saying, oh no, he said, he just said that. No, he didn't mean that. You got it wrong. He meant this. And then we'd have a laugh. So uh, I guess because we were so uh, enthralled, like we were just so into these birds that and we were so excited by them that others connected with our excitement of that and that's a, that's a, a really simple example, but it's a really pretty example. And uh, it is pretty. And, and they, it is. And it, and it was, um, first of all, the reaction that we saw from most people is something's wrong, which is even. Oh, yeah. yeah. Richard came out the, the shops seeing all the cars stop going, there's something wrong. Oh, there's Elsa. What's she doing now? Like you can, I can hear him coming out the shop going, ah, what are you up to? Right. And, uh, but there was nothing wrong. Yeah. It was just, in, it was just appreciation and enjoyment. And that's what we're here to do. This whole uh, 3D, five, nine to five, going to work, going to work, going to work. You're not, you are not here to go to work. You're here to have fun. So if you do go to work on your way to work while you're at work, like the lady in the office, enjoy your space. Enjoy the people you're around. Appreciate them. Have fun. Lighten up. And you were offering a lightened up alternative. I remember um, a friend of mine who escaped from Armenia and uh, uh, Albania, I'm sorry. And he, um, 30 years after the fact, I don't see him a lot. He said, you know, Marilee, the one thing that you did that really like touched me, I go, I have no idea. <laughs> what is that? He goes, when I bent over, because he loves nature, he goes, when I bent over and picked a lemon tree, uh, you know, a lemon off a lemon tree, you winked at me and said, did you say thank you? Okay, now this is a big stud macho guy, right? And he said, I never forgot that. And now I talk to my plants and animals from one little thing. You, we have no idea how, how, when you're living your authentic truth and you're just sharing what you know, without any expectation of anybody else changing, because nobody changes until they want to, <laughs> right? It's like an example. You just added a whole joyous lightness of being and taught interconnection and give them time for their mind to get used, right? That so, so, so what you did, what Marilee did with that experience is Marilee was just being the fullest of Marilee. She was being her true way. She wasn't preaching. She just was being herself. And that shifted and changed this gentleman's life. Yeah. And how do you know, how do you know the words and how you present don't shift? You pass how many people a day? How do you know you haven't shifted someone's life just by how you've been? Well, you I, think, I think that's true question to ask the audience because 
I often get clients that say, I'm not doing enough. I'm doing enough. I go, you are enough. You're yes. designed as an antenna. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're walking upright. Your feet are on the ground. <laughs> and it's about what you're broadcasting. And the more light you have, the more you broadcast, right? You, I mean, you know this. So you pass people in the street and they, like you say, will subconsciously be picking all that up, you know? What happened with those birds was I could feel what they were saying. Yeah. What they were saying was watch what we can create. So we can create it in the spaces above, but we can create it in the spaces below. So those birds called all those people in. And that's what I class as a being because beings are everyone, not just ETs or our world of beings, but beings are creatures, animals, rocks. So uh, so when people say to me, did you have an ET experience? Well, that, that to me wasn't an outer world. They brought in their world and shared it with this world down here. Now, how do you know? what we've done to assist those birds to give them valid acknowledgement as well you don't know and those things that happen like that are shifts and the more shifts that happen like that people say they're waiting for the shift those are the shifts they're shifts they're shifts of consciousness and the question is are you having fun because that's the mastery of this plane It's so it's true. like, I mean, you're passing, right? And you're looking at a bunch of birds going, dancing, and you're like, they're having fun. And it's that. so, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, how do they, uh, so by having fun and play is classed as foolish, childlike. Oh, they're just kids, they're children. Yes. And what do they do? They bring in someone with a white coat, pouring a beaker with some fluid into something that explodes with glasses on, pressing some screen and looking at a chart because they've give, been given a certificate. Exactly. Because this is the way we have been programmed. This is what's real. This is what the truth is. We tell you this at school, not those birds up in the tree because that's childlike that's imagination yes now (laughs) so they have see how the program takes you away from that and that's absolutely so when you when you feel that that's silly that's just the program Mm -hmm. when you're dismissing someone else's joy that's that's the program Mm -hmm. and if you see that that's fantastic because now you've acknowledged that you have the program there. So you can do something about it if you choose to, or you can, if you enjoy the program, you can stay with it longer. And because maybe you're meant to pick up more information from the program, Mm -hmm. but we are definitely designed here to awaken. And I heard Abraham, Esther, Abraham say, and I think it was Bajar as well. You can choose to awaken at any stage of your journey here. Or you can awaken at death. Either way, they don't mind. (laughs) And again, that sounds so mean, but it's not. It's just a frequency. It's just a frequency. There's no right or wrong way to do it. 
even learning to listen to your body. Like if your body wants a particular kind of food, you know, yes. there's, there's so many places we can take this, right? So excellent uh, triggers to the next thing is now do body talk. What is your body saying to you? Where do I feel pain in my body? Now, the body, okay, so we can go to the scientists <laughs> and get all their data and they will keep you. It is a business model for them. It really is a business model. And if that's your choice to believe their business model and continue giving the power and supporting it, then that that's your gen. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And it is hard for a lot of humans to let go of Western medicine, but really you can heal every single thing, every cell in your body by yourself. You just have to believe that you can. Yes, you can. It's the, so you come back to what is the body trying to attempt to tell me with this pain? And there's many layers like kinesiology and feng shui of how far down the rabbit hole do you go with your body talking to you? My last one that was still, you know, happens is if I do not speak up, my gums regress. It's such, so a, I work, it's such a direct metaphor. You can't oh miss my that. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> right. Regress means back up, back up, not speaking. You know, I mean, it's like, it couldn't be clearer, right? Yeah. So if I decide, oh, this is all too much. Uh, it's not fair on the family, all the interviews I'm doing, or it's not fair speaking out about all this to the family. And I have self-doubt and I pull away, my gums start regressing. <laughs> And it's just saying, okay, I like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> okay, I get it. I get it. Well, that's your so, mission. You know, that's yeah. That's when there's a like, mission directive. Yeah. So, but uh, I, there's uh, knowledge in your hands. Uh, if you keep hurting yourself, that's a really good one. They're interesting. And which side you're hurting and how you're hurting it are you hurting it only when you're away from the home or are you hurting it in the home are you only feeling pain when you're in that person's energy or or this so you start seeing how your body because your body is a is signs showing you all the time so then you go into that practice so you start to every tooth has huge memory like huge um so you work through, then you work through all the um, balance of the gut, having the right balance in there. If you have too many parasites in your body, they will affect the way you think. So you have to keep them at bay. Some parasites are great. Some parasites you just might want to experience and that's fine. Uh, we choose to get rid of a lot of them. The way that... Uh, this one's going to freak people out, but I'm going to tell you because it's it's very entertaining. So on YouTube, years and years ago, I saw someone say, if you think you're having vitamin C, you're not. Those tablets you're taking are absorbic acid. Pure vitamin C is orange rind or citrus rind dried and ground up. That's the truest form of vitamin C. I was like, wow, I did not know that. So we decided to to make it ourselves so you can dry it in the sun which is a long process you can dry it in the oven or um we have a, a little drying oven that we put them on trays 
this lady warned us in this YouTube footage, which I cannot find anywhere. Uh, she said, be prepared for what comes out of your body. I was like, what? And she I, she was all sort of along the lines of Morgellons disease sort of thing like Morgellons, that. Morgellons, yeah. And I was like, yeah. Anyway, so we, we decided, okay, we'll do two weeks of just taking a tight, we'll take our ground up dried citrus peel that we ground up in the coffee machine, made into a powder, and we just put a little bit with uh, apple cider vinegar or honey. The kids liked it with a spoonful of honey. And for two weeks we took it. Wow, boy, did we have some weird stuff come out of our body. That you really weird. Because a lot's microscopic, but you could see. Well, um, I, I it's it, it's a little grotesque, but I'm gonna. We had I had like a, a I felt like I had a cyst or a pimple inside my nose, mm -hmm. and this went on for a week, and it was so sensitive. You know how anything inside your nose is sore, and I kept saying my nose is so painful. Anyway, uh, and a week went by, and Gigi walked past me and went. Mum, you have the hugest black pimple on your nose, on the end of your nose. And I was like, really? And she was like, yeah. She said, that I've never seen anything like that. Anyway, she squeezed it. Out came a black barb. Whoa. It was black and it looked like a brush that had. That could uh, have been an like implant. A, yeah, this gets even more interesting. So then we had. So we had that come out of our nose. Now the way, what we did is we took it and we got our uh, uh, our macro lenses off our camera and looked at it even, and you could see all the barbs off it going in every direction. And so it, look, it looked like an antenna type thing. And it didn't look like a worm or anything. It looked metallic. It was weird, but it wasn't metallic. So I don't know what or organic substance or whatever it was but not only did I have it then we started getting them out of our backs on our shoulders not just myself now uh, other family members this is in this two-week vitamin C phase then uh, ginger our electrical one she had one come out from here on her chest but it, under her skin so what happened is it started getting bigger and blacker and bigger and blacker and then it sort of had like a green tinge to it so we could see it under her skin and it started stretching her skin the more vitamin c she'd take the more it pushed this uh black thing out of her when we took it out it looked like a um, it looked like a scarab beetle type shape Again, similar substance that we could not work out what it was. We looked under it. It didn't have legs, but it was like a scarab beetle type shape. Mm -hmm. And we were like, this is weird. And, I, and then I remembered that lady saying, well, be prepared what will come out. Um, so we went through two weeks of all this sort of stuff coming out. Not only did it come out of us, it came out of our pets as well similar stuff so what's your theory about uh the apple cider vinegar and the ascorbic acid is that's acid right so yeah the apple cider vinegar balances your gut to um the foods that we eat which the foods that we eat seem to do the most damage to the human body is the food of the gods flour sugar 
wheat grain. They seem to ferment in, not in everybody, everybody's so different. So everyone has different makeups, but the, we've found uh, potatoes, corn, they seem to just uh, lentils even. And I love all these foods, by the way. Unfortunately, I've cut them out now, <laughs> but I can smell them and I do still love the idea of them. But I just know that they are now cause so much discomfort in our tummies. So we have apple cider to balance the, the process in the tummy. That vitamin C goes in like a warrior mm -hmm. and kicks it out. Mm -hmm. uh, we take charcoal. Mm -hmm. Charcoal we get from our fire pit. So each night we'll have a little fire pit. It's one of the Aradia. It's an Indian practice where you have a little fire morning, dusk and dawn. We, we, we don't do it every single day, but most days we have a little fire going and we collect the charcoal and we grind that up into the coffee grinder and we put a teaspoon of that into our water. Now, a lot of people say, is that activated charcoal? Well, I actually did not know what activated charcoal is, but activated charcoal is just charcoal that's been extremely heated mm -hmm. some say it's got lemon juice on it um we don't we don't use that type of charcoal we just go back to how the ancients would have had it off the fireplace we feel that that's we're okay with that we put that in our horse's water we put it in the pet's water we give it to plants and everyone thrives off the charcoal because it pulls out, um, it pulls all the toxins and poisons, you know? Well, the, the other, the, exactly. It's the first thing, if you're poisoned, they won't tell you this, but the first thing that happens to you when you go to hospital, if you have poisoning, is they give you charcoal yeah, or a substance like charcoal. Uh, one thing that was interesting that uh, I think it was David Avocado Wolf. He's quite a big spiritual speaker. Oh, yeah. He's a I, raw food expert. Yes, I heard him say once that if you take charcoal, it's uh, it, like when you, this practice of having the fire at dusk and dawn, uh, the smoke brings the rain. That's why we would have, you would have a rain dance. That's how you would bring the rains. Every time we start the fires, we notice the frogs uh, talk to us because they're excited because they smell the smoke. The smoke blesses the land, goes over the land and it calls in the clouds, calls in the rain. So now you have charcoal and smoke energy calling in water atoms, so water energy. So David Avocado Wolf says that if you're taking charcoal, you're attracting good energy to you. And I, I, when I heard that, I, I, I instantly resonated with it. I got, I felt like my, I had turned the kettle up in my body, and all the bubbles were. I really felt that that was so true. So that's interesting. Um, and you also use diatomaceous earth. Is that right? This one, you're going to love this one. <laughs> uh, so we always wondered why we've shifted to this new farm that we're at. And uh, just in this region, we found a few lost cities and uh, more pyramids and they're everywhere. Pyramids are everywhere. And this one area that, we found uh, I had the mountain area region talking to us and they were saying to us, dimatolysis earth. 
So I wasn't sure if they meant it for a worldwide, but I feel that right now Dimatolysis Earth is fantastic because what happens is it's a natural worming. It also is really good for your hair and your skin and your nails, the silica in it. And you, you mentioned how people feel good when they go to the beach. Well, Dimatolysis Earth is a fossil flower. Oh, that's a great way of looking at it. Yeah, it's where the oceans, it's where the oceans used to be because the earth was, we believe the earth was like you've brought up uh, Lemuria and Atlantis. We believe the earth was fully covered by water. So by getting Dimatolysis earth, it's where the sea minerals are, ancient sea minerals, by the way. And so you take them and uh, parasites that aren't best in you fix, get stuck to it, and then you digest them out. So Dimatolysis Earth was recommended to us by a mountain. <laughs> we might have unusual parasites in us that we don't know about because it's not just the usual ones. There's all different, as many different stars you see, that's how many parasites and bacteria there are. With the parasites in us at the moment, uh, humans might need assistance. Oh, yeah. So the way we would take Dimatolysis Earth, uh, if we were doing it in a treatment, we'd probably take it for seven days in a teaspoon of water with the apple cider, the charcoal, and a bit of lemon juice and... Uh, we would take a teaspoon and we take that for seven days as a treatment, rest for a week and then take another seven days. But for us, we take it just uh, every, we just take it all the time here and there now. Because uh, well, we you like have it like it, 50 chickens, 50 horses, dogs, all that kind of stuff. And, and from a holistic uh, practitioner viewpoint, the first thing you want to do and Hulda Clark found 100% um, correlation between the c word the ca word not the co word <laughs> the ca word um and parasites yeah but and yeah. and so the kind of the first step as you said is you want to heal the gut because most disease can start from there and then you treat for parasites right and then you detox you have to like detox before your body's healthy enough to take in the nutrients. And then because of what, shall we just say, the environmental bioengineering that's been going on, uh, we need to do that consistently, you know, or at least yeah. four times a year, I think. What do you think? Uh, we follow what's going up in the skies. So we'll watch what's, you know, yep. going on in the skies because it ain't all natural. And uh, if they're doing a lot, we know. It, what, it comes back to our just general health. If we don't do dimatolysis earth and our horses get cranky, they will buck us off. Now, that means they have an imbalance of parasites in their gut. Now, we've seen the weirdest stuff in the water troughs. Ugh. If we don't put charcoal in the water troughs and, you know, people say, oh, yeah, well, that's that worm and that's that worm. These things we've never seen before. So when people talk to us about ETs and aliens, you go have a look at what parasites are. Who said aliens had to be this size? Let me tell you, they come in all sizes. Yes, they do. So when people say, oh, I'm waiting for an alien encounter, I'm thinking, you know, you might already have some in you. <laughs> 
but you know we won't go there just yet because you don't want to know about it yeah Yeah. because you watch what people act like when they have too many parasites in them and i've seen it in myself and other family members they change why do they change because they've got other beings inside them around their decision maker (laughs) so and you're you're being the host for them and of course there are some positive parasites and bacteria so to speak but at this point the earth's ground is inundated with it you know everything because of the last 30 years and so um you know doing those cleanses that you're sharing are major import yes very important now when you do these cleanses as because we've been doing this over a long time if you're doing all this stuff that we're talking about all in a short space of time please we gave ourselves space to do this so be kind don't brush it you're going to get tired yes it might not work into your 3d life you might have to let go of activities for a while or uh you have to you have to if you want to make these huge shifts you've got to make huge shifts everywhere you can't just say oh it's just for the diet and i want to still behave this way with my lifestyle where I'm working this hard and these many hours because it might take a toll on that for good reason. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, have compassion for yourself. Really, really go into yourself and treat it as a as a practice for yourself and 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 test it. And if it's too much, stop for a little bit and then come back to it. But just take it easy, step by step. If you're on Western medicines, they usually cancel each other out and that's not what you want. Part of that, I really feel, is the programs that are in people. The second is they're not willing to take full responsibility. They want someone else to fix it. And we all have been where we want a quick fix. I'm EMT trained, so I know about like quick fixes and things that help. But uh if you're going to maintain your health, that's an inside job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> so longevity of this. Yeah. So there are quick fixes. I agree. There are quick fixes as a diet, a diet is a quick fix, but uh, a quick fix generally means um, you've got to do it again. So let's go back to the longevity side of it and find, okay, the uh, I want to keep taking all my Western medicines, but I want to have a natural lifestyle. And you go, which pill am I going to take? It's the matrix moment here. Now, what's interesting with the matrix moment is you take you can take this pill over here and go all the natural way. If you choose, you can go back and take that pill if you still wish to. So if if this doesn't work for you, all this natural stuff we're talking about doesn't work, you actually can go back to that if you feel comfortable there. Um, but I've very you can have it as your backup you system. Back. Yeah. Yes. So there you go. So there's your backup. So then you can might feel a bit safer doing it. But you you can't do both at the same time. They will cancel each other out. One of the few things that I do remember is one of the only things I remembered incarnating in uh, because I was dumbed down like everybody here. And 
what I remember was um, because you won't remember who you are and your magnificence, and this applies to everyone, okay? This isn't me. Because you won't remember who you are, be careful about addictions on earth because they are used to replace the loss of memory and knowingness of self and connection, but they will never, ever replace it. All right, goose pimples. <laughs> I do have complete compassion for people, but not all of this is expensive. It does take time, but you can change it into kind of a hobby or a game, or if you have kids or, I mean, you would know more about that than I do with how you get your whole family involved with that. I, I There's no way I can do all this in our family. So we, it's part of the kids' chores. You collect all the orange skins that we use. You, uh, you, who's doing the miss? Who's um, who's doing the dehydrator today? Who's doing the coffee grinding today? Have we re have we replenished all of it? Um, but in saying that, we don't have huge veterinary bills. We never have a vet out. We never have a vet out. We never go to a GP. So we have no medical expenses whatsoever. So if you tallied up what your medical expenses are through the year and just practice what we said, maybe just for two weeks, see the difference in pricing. That's a good motive because the pocketbook yeah. is where it hits people. Now, with you bringing up uh, that, I want you to um, give people an example of you with a family. So you're, you have everything that a lot of people are dealing with, so they can't use the excuse, oh, I'm too busy. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, because, yep. you, you know, you're talking work, ranch, kids, this, that, whatever, and maintaining health and maintaining uh, openness and communication with nature. So we know it's possible because you all and others are living examples of that. As we learn that we're co-creators, you can change your whole realities in general, yes. period. So it's kind of like what the off-worlders said. They said, you guys are like, they say, I think I shared this before. You guys are like your movies. And you go, what do you mean? And they go, you guys always wait to the very last minute to get healthy or fix something or do something or pull it through, right? And we are really stubborn about that. And and I know in myself, as, a, as the part that's human, we can rationalize anything. I see this as huge. Like the, the stories we make up about ourselves once you know better so well we you, we you know what i'm saying we love the projection of the story of ourselves mm -hmm. and and that's what we find our family when we meet people rattles people because we connect with their inner beauty and how we see them at their most perfect moment that's how we connect with them and they love that feeling with us and then they start projecting their story to us, which doesn't resonate at all with us. Doesn't. The kids can see through it. We can see through We see their pain bodies. We see all that, exactly what you just talked about. And then they go away and they get rattled usually. <laughs> well, you're saying the reaction with you because you you guys are all, you know, very high, vib high vibration, high uh, dimension density beings is it's kind of like what people experience when they look, say, for example, at Christ's Bottom line, you know you're completely naked. You know that you're completely seen. 
So relax. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, is when I look at someone else's inner beauty, I just feel that I've just seen their water inside them. So I feel, you know, when they hear that saying, uh, this is another spiritual time, we're all one, which I we didn't know about until later on, but the all oneness is I see the water in them, the purest of water in them. And it's just there waiting to be uplifted. It's it, and, and it loves them for that it loves them in there in them and i see that in them so uh maybe they don't see it in themselves some people some people are in love with their illnesses <laughs> and that's a hard thing to hear but they love their illnesses it becomes their social talking point every time they're out and it doesn't resonate with richard and i or the kids they're just not interested in the slightest about your illness <laughs> They, they know how to heal it. That's why. It, it, Most people don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. It's referred to as organ recitals. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the elderly. Yeah. Oh, my kidneys. <laughs> you know? But yeah, but it's, again, it's all about, are you willing to take 100% responsibility? And if you're not, be honest about it, but don't be stupid about it yeah seriously yeah i mean don't pretend like you don't know own it and and do what you want to do have the chocolate if you want or whatever we've hit we have hit the we've hit the ground bottom and now we're on the ricochet up now so we're on the ricochet up your ground like explain to people what happened to your kids and what you noticed early on around emfs and different things that that maybe helped motivate you to start looking at at kind of it's always always disease and discomfort that makes you realize things always yep because uh you're ignoring it so uh emf was a big one emf affected our children when we first shifted up here from sydney and uh it it but we didn't know what it was there were no towers around no one would talk about it so we were in a area of really a gray area so then that was when the the beings and the angels and the ets started saying okay finally (laughs) finally they're calling for us now they ask and they shall receive now we can come in we had to make their kids we had to make their kids pretty sick but (laughs) and people say oh that they must be cruel i'm like really i think they love us they're helping us. They just want to show us the extreme of it. Do you want to go to death to find out? Or do you want to start now? Let's start now. So we start now. So we start more and more taking notice of things. We took notice of the electrical currents all through the house. So we bought an EMF meter. We know where appliances should be and shouldn't be in the house. Unplug them. Unplug them. Yeah. Now, this EMF because our children were sleeping next to the power meter box, these two in the bunk beds, they became the receptor of the electrical conduit. So while they're sleeping, instead of the healing process, they're not healing, they're becoming a charge. So because they're becoming a charge, their bodies are not healing, they're not resting, and they deteriorate. So our children were like looking in the eyes of 98-year-old people. That's how ill they were. They were really ill. We couldn't, 
One daughter we couldn't even take into public because people would point at her. Her whole face had dropped on one side. And these are perfectly healthy, like a stroke victim. Her eye was completely closed for a few months. She ground all her teeth down. So we have dental records of everything. Uh, the son, he had just had wounds on him that wouldn't heal. So they would, so on a farm and a young boy, the wounds grew and not only did they grow, that they started to join into each other. So these wounds start to become ulcers and, 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 and Richard and I are going, we shifted up here to get healthy. What is going on? No one can help us. So we work, anyway, we worked out it was EMF. Which but then how did also, you work it out? Take, take people through that because a lot uh, of people just go, oh yeah, I hear that stuff, but they don't really get the impact. And they're not willing to even do an uh, electromagnetic, me you know, a, a meter for their own house. I mean, when okay. you find out what the what the microwave is doing or something, it's like, yeah, you wonder why you have radiation poisoning. We shift up from Sydney to this small uh, farmhouse, and so we're living in very remote country now, and. We asked the kids what they missed about living on the water in Sydney and they said our bunk beds. Went, really? Bunk beds? Okay, so <laughs> we'll get you some bunk beds. So we bought the bunk beds and Gemma and Jet slept in the bunk beds in this room and we would all sleep in the same room with the kids. We'd pull all our mattresses in and we'd all sleep in the same room, but these two were next to the power meter box. Now, this isn't a digital one either. Digital one takes it to a whole other level. This is an old farmhouse spinning electrical meter so it's a low one not a big one not to mention the smart meters yeah yeah the smart it is, that that takes a, i love how they yeah, that, label everything smart when they're actually stupid stupid <laughs> <laughs> Most yeah <people> buy so, it. <laughs> yeah oh that's smart <laughs> yeah uh so so gradually the kids started losing their memory they started crying, having tantrums, um, losing hair. Their skin started looking like crepe paper. They lost all the uh, fat content behind their skin. And they started to look like they weren't holding food, um, screaming fits, just collapsing on the floor crying. Uh and they it just got worse and worse and worse and we I kept saying to the universe please can you help us with our children and I know Richard was doing the same thing and I've never really prayed before but I went out would go out into the dark sky and just say please I nobody knows what's wrong with our children can you please help us and in this time frame we would go into Byron and people were calling us ETs and stuff. They were holding our hands, hugging us, giving us gifts on the street, like just really weird stuff that we were not used to. So we thought it was Byron, but uh, I don't think it is now. I just think that they were tapping into our energies. Anyway, uh, so in this time frame, the electricity in our house kept turning off and shorting the whole house. Not once, but two or three times a day. We had the electrician out, I think, five times. He's going, what's wrong with your house? It and wasn't Ginger. Even... It wasn't your electrical daughter. It, yeah, it probably was. Uh, <laughs> uh, he even called us. He said, what's wrong with you guys? It's like you have ETs or something and you're, you're sending off a transmission. And so we've got the electrician now calling us ETs. 
one night, it was uh, a raining night. The kids have just gone to sleep. So this is a very interesting stage because we'll come back to this. This just going to sleep as Richard and I, so we were going to sleep with the kids at night. So it's about uh, eight or nine o'clock at night. And it was raining that night. And then we hear this huge explosion and the house starts filling with smoke and Richard and I jump up. The kids, none of the kids wake up. It's like they were in a trance. Uh, the house is full of smoke. So we had to open all the windows up and uh, Richard goes, this is not good. This, the house is on fire. It's a wooden home. We ring the electrician and we uh, check that Richard goes up in the roof just to check there's no flame. And we ring the electrician and the electrician says to, uh, he calls us back and says, I don't know if you'll be able to get the uh, energy company to come out because uh, you're so far out. It's a raining night and you're regional. As he's on the phone to them on his other phone and I'm on the phone to him on his other phone, uh, we see three huge trucks drive down our driveway. He hadn't even hung up. They get to the house. They light up the house like it's the X-Files. We had lights everywhere because our meter box had blown up the circuits of the whole region. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it not only exploded in the house, but I'm glad it exploded on the pole away from the house because that one was the big one. That one would have caught fire. And uh, they got to the house and they went, what's the chances of this? You got angels looking after you or something. That's what they're like. I'm just going, really? Again with the whole angel ET thing. <laughs> just, I just, I kept looking at Richard going, is this a, it's like a comedy strip. And anyway, up to that uh, point, you literally didn't have a clue about who you were. Angels or ETs or ghosts, nothing. Still. But I, yeah, so Richard and I are, uh, watching the chaos and the men climb the pole and cut down things and, you know, all the yelling and all the lights. And we're going, we're in amazement that not one kid has woken up. I mean, this would have been amazing to watch in the dark because it's so dark where we live. Not one kid wakes up. We're like, what's going on? Okay. So all the kids are asleep. They leave. So we have an hour of, you know, chaos. They leave. I can't go to sleep and neither can Richard. They said they will have to come back and put a smart meter on in the morning. They'll send out a crew, another crew. And I went, something just didn't feel right with that word because, like you said, this, that smart word comes off. Yeah. So I started to do research. Yeah. I learned about e- I learned about EMF that night. And how it and affects then I, mm-hmm. Then I read a, a few celebrities in Australia who their children had died from it, from mm-hmm. cancer related illnesses Mm -hmm. and then I remembered the owners of the house say to me that their son is uh is uh one of the alphabet diseases and in a home and still in nappies and he's 30 yeah and that's where they had his cot yeah so we realized we shifted the kids all out of that room. No one slept in that room for a, a month or so. We shifted everyone out of the room. If you have the electric meter within at least eight feet, you're screwed, basically. 
like if yeah. it's on the other side of the wall and your bed's close to it or whatever it's like no yeah well we took um they said you can take a crystal or a pendulum or so I got uh, my wedding ring with hair so it's all I couldn't even find a piece of string it was late at night and we took it up and put it against just hung it near the wall and it bashed the wall the next day we uh the girls had little crystals and they hung them and again it was dinting the wall they, they crystals were angry at the current going through and we went whoa uh within 24 hours we noticed instant improvement in jet and Gemma instant as in they had a memory recall and we saw a scab crusting on one of Jet's wounds, which was huge there because they was, but this is 24 hours. So that's the first healing process is acknowledgement. They shifted out. So the next morning, the, the people, so the other thing I found out that night was that angels and ETs connect through electricity, water, glass, mist, rain. I'm going, wow. Mirrors. Mirror, yeah, well, mirrors, because mirrors are like a water. And uh, I said this to Richard and I said, did you know any of this? And he said, I, yeah, I guess I did know that, but I just haven't, it's not part of our day-to-day. And and then he just looked at me and he went, they rescued us. And I went, what do you mean? He said, they rescued us. They've been trying to get in touch with us. And I thought, oh, yeah. They're sitting up on a cloud going, how many times are we going to have to short this house out? All right, guys, let's go in and blow them up. They're not listening. And that is a perfect example of disease and discomfort in the body. We'll give you a little bit of pain. You're not listening. A little bit more pain. Please listen. A little bit more pain. Please. Okay, now you're getting used to the pain. Now we're going to step up the pain a bit more, a bit more, a bit more, a bit more. Okay, let's start regressing her gums. Let's make her hair fall out like when are you going to take responsibility for your past beingness on Gaia and that's what these beings presented to us that night is they woke us up literally with an explosion the electrical company they came out the next morning the head guy came out and he came out and I asked him, he, he even called us something about angels or something. He said, oh, I'm so impressed that you got this fixed last night. Mm-hmm. And then I said to him, so where's your meter box? And he said, it's 30 meters from our house and I wouldn't have it any other way. And he winked at me and I felt a charge from him oh, when he winked at he me. Was a, he was like an angel slashy T for you. He's got blue eyes, right? We asked him not to put a smart meter on. And so he went out of his way to help us because we were so, we were kind with him and talking with him that he went out of his way with his staff and had them drive back into town and bring out an old meter, which wasn't probably regulations. But again, because we asked, we received. Whereas if we didn't say anything, we would have got a smart meter. Anyway, uh, this energy being man was a big turning point for our life. And I want to share this because how amazing this all has been. So 10 years later, we had an electrical shortage at our old house just before we left and no one was home and it was the solstice. And I had just asked a friend in Sydney to help me with a clearing at the uh, Gosford Glyph regions 
And it was something that I had never done before asking a friend to help me do it. But I felt that it was the beginning place from where we used to live. And there's hieroglyphs there. And um, it was a very important place, especially the solstice, because that was the first day we went there. So now we're doing uh, in 2022 solstice, we're doing a clearing with this gentleman that's there. He rings me and says, I've, I've just done the clearing. We're all done. As he rings me, this energy being turns up, electrical man turns up to check the power lines. He comes over to me and he says, look, not, this doesn't seem to be anything the wrong, but I just thought I'd come over and introduce myself. And we both looked at each other and it was him. Oh, One hour, 10 years later, I looked at him <laughs> and I said, I know you. And he looked back at me and he said, I know you know me. So now I've got goose pimples. And With another wig. <laughs> well, I said it back to him. I recited what he said to me. And I said, you have no idea how you have changed our lives. None. I said, by you being the kind man that you were that day and that night, you have changed our world. And I just wanted to thank you for that. And I'm so grateful that you've come out here today. So I've had opportunity to thank you. This is on a solstice, right? After we've just done a big clearing. I said, thank you to him. And then he said he was thinking of uh, retiring soon <laughs> and going to Canada, going to Canada and hanging out with the orcas with his wife. There you go. There you go. <laughs>